Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing this week? Ryan, on this week's episode, I'm going to turn all the listeners on to one of the best shows ever made in our weekly book nook, and I'm going to continue my attack on union-busting corporations in our Douche of the Week. What about you, Ryan? This week, I'm discussing the woman who wrote the book, How to Murder Your Husband and Get Away With It, who murdered her husband and didn't get away with it. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. Has any career changed more radically in the last 20 years than the school resource police officer, Tyler? I think the amount of pressure that they are being put under, especially because you're dealing with children. And yeah, shit's getting crazy out there, man. Well, this is what I mean. Do you remember any of the police officers from any of your schools when you were growing up? Absolutely. Only because our mother, who was the guidance counselor of our school, was close friends with all the cops. So it was impossible not to be around them. And that that is going to play into some mini sessions in the future, Tyler. (laughs) And have uh, in some in the past. Yeah, that's a big time (laughs) bummer for, you know, a preteen with a a pensions for disaster. Yeah, and unlimited resources uh, in terms of our mother having with the police force because she was friends with so many of them. We appreciate you guys. No. So what I remember about the police officers when I was growing up is that it's like almost like you're, and I don't mean this disrespectfully being put out to pasture. Mm -hmm. Hey, go take this. Not, it's not a desk job, but you're, you can be with kids. You could kind of, and I don't think there's any insult in that. I'm sure a lot of them were looking for that. Yeah, I think that's a certain position that certain officers want to be at, much like a desk job. Certain officers, I'm sure, don't want to be out on the street dealing with that shit. I've been through all of this. Please let me just relax for a little bit. Yes, let me exactly. get a little GD piece. Yeah, and you could- Don't make me go home. <laughs> and, and you could- Rita is killing me. <laughs> Why is she Rita? I, come on, bro. You know a Rita. I, I don't want to- And and I think it's, a joking aside, some officers who go through really traumatic experiences, they don't want to be put in the position of having to go through something Absolutely. like that again. I, I would, so, yeah. I would imagine, not to get too sidetracked here, that being a police officer- you're dealing with traumas on a daily basis, right? And the worst of society. I, sure. I don't even mean- Other police officers? Uh, hi, yo, I'm just kidding. That's totally a joke. That was totally a joke. Thank you for your service, officers. You know what? Very <laughs> rarely does something happen in this studio that makes me midstream- Cringe. Want to jump out of the boat and swim back. And Tyler's face just stopped my heart dead. I'm just kidding. We have fun here. Now? Right now? We're jocular here. We love you, police officers. Thank you for what you do. But- uh I think that on a daily basis, I think that could be just going up for a routine traffic stop could be something that could change your brain patterns for the rest of your life. And you are always called to high or not, excuse me, you're always called to negative situations. Nobody calls the cops because they're having a great day. Hey, Jones, I need you to get to 1400 Van Buren Street. They have too much chocolate. I repeat, too much chocolate. It's melting and somebody needs to eat it. It's a 615? <laughs> no, it is. That's it, it. And you're always dealing with the worst. You're exactly. It's like women. 
The guys that are willing to come up and pick you up are generally the worst amongst us. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you're going with that. So, but yes, I agree. And also, they're kind of bitchy. Am I right, Tyler? <laughs> no. I, so, so this is my point is that now all of a sudden you're being put on the front lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's crazy. And just to get in the school now, for, I remember it was controversial to think of kids going through metal detectors when I was in school oh, in yeah. the worst parts of the neighborhood. I'm sure now the kids are clamoring for metal detectors. And I'm saying that in a punchline-y type of way, but it's also effing true, man. Yeah, let's guarantee that nobody's bringing a gun into the school. Yes. We, we need to start stationing SEAL Team 6 <laughs> in arbitrary middle schools around the, the country. How many SEAL Team 6s do we have? <laughs> I can't imagine very many. So five five other they, ones? If they're given numbers, yeah. I would imagine there are a few. <laughs> if we could try to get these into the double digits, you'd really be helping me out right now. No, and, and it sucks and we're laughing about it, but it's also true. I know we've talked ad nauseum about this recently. It's just something that's in the news, something that's on my mind, you know? For sure. My brain immediately goes to when I was, like, our mother was a middle school teacher. And back in those days, we they could- They her ass. We could just- No, they didn't. They we did. could just- She was kind of pushed out a little bit. Oh, if, she, well, if she had stayed a little bit longer, she would have lost her pension or whatever old people get when they're done. Well, that's depressing. So yeah, sorry, anyway, sorry, sorry. what the fuck? Our gold watch for 50 years of service. That's, that's I mean, irresponsible. Can you go back to just making arbitrary jokes that don't actually mean anything? Because I'm, li I'm listening to because, you, Tyler. This is all real. Serious conversation. Ryan is a downer. Yeah. The world's in a bad state, isn't it? Well, I think of the middle school where we could just walk right into the front office after a certain point, a, a certain school shooting, you there was one door in and it, it was a gated hole. Sure. It's like what they led the velociraptors through in exactly. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Exactly. I, I go there often for work, so it's still like that. Yeah, it's like now a Now they have sniper nests up top, which is pretty cool. <laughs> hey, Alan. <laughs> we were just talking about you, man. Oh, they took my idea. <laughs> I should have mailed it to myself. So- I guess, and now I have written down here just for the witty, like, oh, look, I'm comparing this to this about businesses changing. Maybe the camera business, the camera business taking a dramatic shift in the last 20 years, Tyler. What do you mean? They don't exist anymore, Tyler. Everybody has a camera in their pocket at all times. Well, people still have security cameras. There's still security oh, well, cameras I mean, in schools. I mean, I mean, like those big old cameras uh, that photographers use. Only you the know? professionals now. Sure. Only the professionals. And even that. Like man, a sniper rifle. Uh, uh, <laughs> Are there a lot of amateurs walking around with sniper rifles? I've never gone <laughs> sniper shooting with an amateur, Tyler. Have you? What have you done, I guess? Not much. I will tell you. Oh, yeah, that's true. Not much. I went with Nicole to a uh, carniceria, like one of these Brazilian meat places oh, where they're just yeah. foisting their meat upon you while you're begging them to stop in front of a big group of people. You and I have very different experiences. It was great. Uh, yeah, it's like a Texas Day Brazil kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, exactly yeah. right. I'd never really been to one of these places. I've never been it was awesome. One. While we were there, it was very festive. Mm -hmm. And- uh, What do you mean by festive? Like they're putting on a show? Very Spanish, and the, the energy in there was incredible. Sure. And when they sang happy birthday to you, there was a- a cow skull up on the wall that shot like Nas out. It's like CO2 out of its fake nostrils. Okay. It was crazy, bro. Well, because of that LSD I'm taking, this is tripping me out and thank you for it. Dude, it was totally true. And you're all in this little room. The energy was incredible. That's was really like, cool. It's like eating in a church. It was very weird. <laughs> but while we were there, there was somebody having a birthday party and two of the people in the birthday party 
took pictures with cameras, like actual, like little cameras. Wow. And I felt like I was like watching the Flintstones. It, it, it shocked me how much it shocked me. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like an artifact. I bet you they were famous. You should have had them sign your boobs. I did. Yeah. It turns yeah, out yeah. they were not famous. <laughs> and neither are we. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. What is going on, everybody, and what is going on to you, Tyler? Hello. How are you doing today, brother? Uh, I'm okay, Ryan. How are you? Just okay. There was a tinge in your voice. I am just okay. Okay, cool. We're going to work through it in the depression index, but today, Good. I think that I have something that can make you feel better, genuinely. And, and I hope you haven't heard this last night. It's a story that I want to tell very quickly. I hope you didn't overhear me telling someone because I, it's got a shameful admission quality to it. I am the punchline and I think you're going to enjoy it. I was going to make a joke, but if you're alluding to you having a shameful admission for the benefit of me, I accept. It's not really a shameful admission per se, but don't it's, ruin it for me. It's Ryan. definitely a story where I am the punchline. Okay. All so right. yesterday for father's day, my girlfriend brought me to go blow glass. Yes. Yeah. That's not a gay joke. He actually went to go melt and form glass. Thank you for pointing that out. I yes. think in this show, people need to hear that yes. said specifically. Mm -hmm. And what happened was she and I, I'm not much of a TV person. I'm one of those douches that like to tell people that, right? Yeah, yeah, even though you can very easily get lured into the Great British Bake Off or whatever uh, the hell it is. Peaceful, Tyler. <laughs> Meditative, I would say. There's nobody screaming at anybody? No. It's not like a Hell's Kitchen kind of situation? Quite the opposite. Uh, they're all very um, supportive of one another. Uh, it is what I like. I don't like confrontation like that, man. They, they give me anxiety. Like, I'm sitting here on the couch all bundled up. Knock it off, you two. <laughs> Cakes are supposed to be nice. Yes. <laughs> Why is this making my heart race? <laughs> Did she just put arsenic in that motherfucker? <laughs> No, so I, I'm not much of a TV guy. So we're searching for something that we like when you get together with someone, that's part of it, right? Like you need, you're not going to just go out and jog together all the time. I like to be active, generally speaking. So you got to find some TV, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's very often, or at least in my experience. Do you disagree with that? Yeah, I think it's a good way to unwind as long as like sure. anything else, you just don't overdo it and like you, I do. And you could just, why? What you... No, you haven't been. I like to ingest every once in a while. How about that? Good old screen time. I like that. I like <laughs> you that. You should, and not the amount that I do it. So <laughs> it's, we'll get it's to, a cry for help, right? We'll get to that. <laughs> I know, Tyler, and I cannot put my hands on my ears any louder, okay? So <laughs> I've asked you to be quiet. So we watched, we found that we like competition shows. She, she's into baking. She's mm -hmm. actually going to school for baking. Mm -hmm. So we watched some of the baking shows like you alluded to. I ended up liking it. I like the competition of it. And I like seeing somebody artistic work in their own medium when there is, I'm not a baker in the slightest, but seeing somebody who's great at it is really cool to see anybody who's good at something, uh, be good at it. As a matter of fact, somebody who's great at something, be great at it is I think very alluring when they can take something that you have seen thousand times and do something with it that you have never seen before, sure. like a cake. Who sure. hasn't seen a thousand cake? Well, I guess like poor people, but mostly sure. well, people don't seen look cakes. at them. It'll make you want them. More. That's true. That's yes. true. They're delicious. They're very good. Uh, and, and yeah. And then they come out with this like three tiered building where it's got little people sure. inside and it's very roomy and it's, you know, well, there's science to it with all that cooking sure. and all that baking and stuff. There's, there's actual, uh, chemistry to it. And there's understanding the people 
even in sports, the people who are really good at sports, and this sounds counterintuitive, are generally very smart. Mm -hmm. LeBron James, you guys can say whatever you want. LeBron James is a freaking genius. Absolutely. He truly is. Although you can't be, you can't play football and be smart because those things don't go together. Disagree. There are a lot of, uh, you know, Jason Vilma comes to mind. This guy who was incredible where you're looking at the players out on the, on the field and you're seeing a grid. There are people that transcend our understanding of it. You know what I mean? I just meant people who play football and put themselves in that position. Oh, okay. It was a joke. A on, little social uh, commentary uh, there for uh, you. Uh, I love it. I appreciate that. That's what this show is based on. Don't do it again. Sure. Okay? Do you understand sure, me, Tyler? Sure, sure, Football's dangerous, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, brain injury, don't do it. So uh, I'll wrap this up very quickly. We watched one of the shows about blowing glass. And I just thought, like, whatever, we'll put it on. It actually really spoke to me to see somebody work in their medium that they love. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like baking. Does it taste good? Does it taste bad? Does it look good? Does it look bad? Let me just put my tongue to it. They have to actually come up with a concept, an idea, and explain it, not just visually, but then they talk about it. And I just found it to be beautiful. Sure. Long story short, she signed us up for glass blowing classes yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you a grandmaster at it yet? I am not. Ah. It would take me a lot of time to get reasonable with it. And it's something I would love to try. Mm -hmm. Well, you did. You've tried it. As you said, your girlfriend bought you a class. She did. But yeah. I, I mean, I would love to get in there the way that we signed up for it. They didn't really let you do a bunch of stuff because you could definitely injure yourself. Yeah. I would like to get in there and really mess around with it, suck at it for a little while and then get decent. You know, oh, that's, that's how everything works. You got to be bad at it first. That's exactly right. Mm. So we went there, there was a woman there and I, I will make this brief because this is going on a little bit. There's a woman there. She's, I'd say in her mid twenties, super sweet. She was just there for the robotic answers and stuff. I started asking her about herself. I started, how'd you get into this? Blah, blah, blah. And the three of us, she was the teacher of the class. She was, it's not even a class. You pick something to make and they help you make it. The more expensive the item that you choose, the more in-depth it was. Ah, okay. So she, what? She, like, oversees she's, all the projects? She's basically doing it, if I could be honest. Gotcha, gotcha. And she's just having you grab some tools, or because you could really injure yourself. That yeah. stuff's 3,000 degrees. You you can't just let everybody come in and grab it. It's kind you know of hot. I mean? Damn. Right. No, it's really, dude, to see liquid metal, mm. to see, uh, excuse me, liquid glass. Very cool. It's actually quite the opposite. Uh, it is... It is pretty incredible. It really is. To, to see that up close and really see it happen, it's it's amazing, man. Yeah. I, it I, looks like honey. Well, and that's the whole thing I was going to say. I just, and not even remotely close to it, but I saw a video online of somebody who made a, a horse out of glass. And just, I had mentioned it to you last night, just how hard he, they, you have to pull on it. Just, it looks so malleable and so soft almost, but man, even melted glass, you really got to gotta get in there with sure. it. Well, the thing is, you would be shocked at how long it's malleable. I thought you had like 10 seconds. It goes on. I'm serious. Uh, no, no, no. I just love the idea of this tiny woman standing behind you going, hurry up, hurry up, you gotta move it. <laughs> sir, sir, this is not working. So we went through this whole thing and we had such a we had such a nice vibe, the three of us, okay? Yeah, and and that's cool. It was a surprise. So I was being very thankful. I was hugging Nicole from behind. I was giving her a kiss and in uh, you know Hopefully while she's not holding three thousand well, degrees. Whatever, of man. Let's add a little difficulty to this. This is boring, you know? So we go through this whole thing and she, I, I went first, then Nicole went second. They went over to take care of their stuff. I hear them talking. And as they came back, here's where they made the big mistake. They have you pay up front and they have you tip up front. Now here's where there's, this is a problem. 
You haven't made that connection with the person yet. You will tip way bigger once you're like, hey, this girl was awesome. Here, take an extra 20 bucks, take whatever. So I say to Nicole, hey, did you tip them well? Like, I want to give this woman money because she did such a great job. When I turn around to do it, she's already gone. She's, she didn't even say goodbye. She's out by the door. She's like gone. And I'm like, bye, you know, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's the punchline. As we're over there, the girl says to Nicole, hey, so do you have any siblings? And she says, yeah, I have a brother. And, and this woman says to her, I'm, I'm off by myself over in the other corner. Oh, wow. He's got some real competition for tomorrow. Tomorrow being Father's Day. She thought that she was my daughter. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what happened. Now, now, oh. to my defense, Nicole had her hair in two little uh, pigtails, uh-huh. okay, which really put her looking, it, it, it's a meager defense sure. at its very best. Sure, yeah. First time that's happened to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This woman ran out of there as if, like you said, I was chasing her with the glass. I turned around and she was gone. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, I really thought we bonded. What? Wow. Okay, fine. We'll just go then. She was so embarrassed was, by her dude, question. She must have walked into that office and be like, damn it. <laughs> dude, Nicole and I laughed so hard. First time that that's happened, guaranteed not the last. Definitely not the last. I get a lot of sun, Tyler. Well, you know I, mean? I mean, I mean, Mazel tov? Yeah, I mean, now, look at you getting a younger ga- I gal. Uh, I just, I hope that that's not what I portray there. <laughs> I hope I that mean, everybody laughed. It at obviously my, was. How uh, was it? Well, you see things through a skewed pr- uh, prism. No, and and forgive me for going on so much, but I just yeah, that's a good punchline. It was like uh, it. it was embarrassing and hilarious at the same time. Have you ever done anything like that? You ever get got, for sure? Yeah, I, I walked up to a table while I was uh, a waiter, and this kid at the table had really long hair, and I'm like, "For you, young lady." Oh, and- <laughs> yeah, but that that happens all the time. Oh, right? sure. Well, yeah. what about the blind guy that I waved a menu in front of until his wife uh, gave me a death stare? I didn't realize, dude. I mean, uh, are you just gonna drop that in and I, not mention? Yeah, it to I led anybody? them to the table. It was a couple, and I and I handed the menu and, to the woman, and, and you then took it personally. I got upset. I I held the menu out while she's talking to me, and I realized he's not holding. It. So after like five seconds, I begin to wave it in front of him. So you take it. I turn around and realize can't see. That's on that lady. She needed to help you out there. She well, she did. Well, she yeah. She stared at me. Uh, like I said, with what are you stare. blind too? I don't know. It wasn't great though. So all right, yeah. Tyler. Let's move on. Let's talk about the lady. Here's what happened with the lady who wrote the book, How to Murder Your Husband and Get Away with It. Who murdered her husband and didn't get away with it. Here's why I'm bringing it up. I heard a Dateline about this exact story. About this woman specifically. Yes, yes, because they keep those things current. What happens with Dateline is they stay concurrent with the story. They'll interview you when it first happens. And 10 years later, they're still following up on that same story. Nice. You you listen to an episode of it for 42 minutes and you get a 10-year investigation. You know what I mean? That's awesome. So what do you know about this lady? I know you talked about her already. She wrote a book called How to Murder Your Husband and Get Away With It. And Get Away With It. And, And here was the thing. This woman wrote that book five or six years before the incident actually happened. Yeah, and let's let's be clear, it wasn't even a book, it was an essay for a newspaper, but her name is associated with how to kill your husband and get away with it, and I believe she did it in 2011, wrote that in 2011. Right. I think it was a blog. and Or, yeah, blog, yeah. whatever it was, and then five years later, she's on trial for the very thing that she wrote about. <clears throat> now, here's the thing about her, is she was so smug, in this, because you're hearing her directly talk. She was so smug yeah. and so sure of herself. I mean, hey, I wrote this blog post. Obviously, I'm going to be fine here. 
She wasn't Tyler. She was convicted. Yeah. Yeah. She, somebody even asked her like, where do you get your ideas from? And she's like, oh, well, life. I just spend so much time, you know, as a romantic, dramatic novelist, I spend so much of my time of thinking about crime and how to get away with it. And you're absolutely right. You hear that and you're like, yeah, this woman is either a genius or an idiot. Yes. And uh, we figured that one out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't be so crazy as to just directly write a book, would she? <laughs> and label an X on, on a treasure map of where she buried the body. Let's just arrest her. Let's <laughs> fucking arrest her. She ain't OJ. Now, now here's the thing. The one good thing about this Dateline is it gave me a don't kill, but when you do that, I actually believe in. I think I, last week you said mine sucked. Yeah, the, I, last week was, okay. was a little weak. I think I have a real one this week. Okay. And I'll explain it, but first let's do the depression index. No one can What the depression what index do, is, is a machine well, that I built with my hands. I'm going to crank it up to let you know how down we are, Tyler. How are you feeling this week, bro? I am okay, Ryan. I am on day four, day five. I don't know. I lost count of no medication. I am five oh, days in, no medication. Do I still have pills on here? I, I don't. I have. That's okay because I'm not taking them. And I don't care what the doctor says. They can't make me. No, and it's- I've Does the doctor say to take them? I, no, I'm joking. Okay. I've weaned off of them. I've, I've titrated off of them, but there is still an acclimation process because your body's been relying on this chemical. For and, how long? And, oh, I've been taking the pill for years, yeah. years and years and years. So, uh, and that's why you have to titrate. You can't just stop automatically. Are you, are you scared? But, uh, no, there, have, there has been- anxiety involved, but not at the process, just anxiety that comes up with my brain realizing it, that it has to do it on its own. Sure. So- Well, good luck to you, buddy. Thank you, thank I, you. I, and, I wish you nothing but love and support. And you should, because we will know if this is a successful trial by either uh, we're here next week to do the show, or I have Axe murdered and then uh, Ryan and then myself. I could take you. Yeah, no, but it would obviously be in your sleep. Oh, that's uh, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Yeah, what do you think? I'm gonna look you in the eye as I do it? Good point. So uh, my session 124 depression index, it's okay to feel like shit. Sometimes we're going to feel like shit. For sure. That is just the way life works. And we, instead of fighting that feeling, accept it. Right now, uh, I feel like shit. And man, just on a side note, my hangovers have gotten so fucking bad. We're just getting old, man. And, but it's, I think it's also because of the medication. It's like from one day to the next, my hangovers were bad. The, the last one that I had from going out two nights ago sure. was, I mean, one of the worst I've ever had, and I took it easy. Wow. So it's just my body going through these changes, and I need to make the necessary changes to um, to lead a, a less painful lifestyle. Let's go, man. So, well, uh, pain, pain is okay. Like you just said, feeling like shit is part of it. For sure. I just mean the hangover specifically. Oh, I need to make healthier decisions. Physical pain. Yes. Yeah. Sure. So uh, for this week's session, uh, I am a four. One, two, three, four. This machine can suck a dick. Right? Great job, Tyler. Thank hey, you, Speaking buddy. of suck a dick, gay it up. I, I, uh, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy that things are going decent. I, I, you're headed in the right direction. I yeah, it, it's good. It's good. It yeah. just feels bad. Well, I'm glad that you said that because I've already alluded to this on the pregame. And we're talking about pain. We're talking about feeling like shit. We're talking about all these things I think are synonyms. Everybody, I think... Uh, feels discomfort in their own way. Is that now I'm not talking about a hangover, but that does kind of exacerbate 
the 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 psychological feelings that you're talking about. Definitely. The anxiety, like I talked about on the pregame, it is your teacher. It is the way that's going to lead you out of where you are. Now, when I say that, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. What do you mean pain is my teacher? Pain is something to be avoided. When I say pain is your teacher, what do you think that means? That, like I said on the pregame, like when you touch your hand to something hot and you pull away, that's your body telling you, hey, this is a lesson to not do that, to make a change so we don't feel this. Uh, uh, So many of us unconsciously have our hand figuratively on that hot surface and we have just forgotten to remove it away. We are un, under constant pain, and that is our brain telling us, hey, something is wrong. Sure, and, and, and I'll, I'll simplify it even more than that. Please, that rambled on a little <laughs> too much. Forgive me. That's okay, man. You're, you're, you're doing a really good job, and you're trying to express yourself. Forgive me. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I think everybody can think of, let's say, when they are dating somebody, and life is just copacetic, and they're just going from day to day, living through their standard schedule. And then something happens with that person. They break up with you, you you're, you're caught off guard. You're, they cheat on you, something like that. And it sends you into disarray. It mm-hmm. sends you into what the fuck has happened to my life? What is going on? Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, at least from my experience, for a little while, you hurt and you're just all out of sorts. And for some people, at some point, you're like, wait a minute, I need to get my shit together. I, this, I can't live like this. All of a sudden that pain Uh, There's some sort of Bruce Lee quote that I do not have in front of me where you can learn so much through sadness, Mm -hmm. where it it, all of a sudden you're like, I can't live like this. I need to build. I need to go somewhere. And the same is true like with your anxiety. Your anxiety is you touching the boundaries of where you're going. You're in the extreme somewhere. And that's like the, you know, what we were discussing. I I don't want to use this word and lose people, but like with the Taoism, Mm -hmm. that's the, 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 this, basically the study of finding your edges. You know what I mean? That's kind of gay. Uh, I understand. Yeah, and I... <laughs> sorry, I it's, couldn't, but it's I also, couldn't But it's also true. Also very true. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree with what you said. It is, um, it is about finding where that pain is coming from. Why do I feel this pain? And making the healthy change... Uh, regardless of what it may be. That's exactly right. And this week I'm wandering like a dog with like an electric collar. I'm, I am pushing through. I, I, if mm. I feel like if I can just, you know, withstand this pain, I can grow this week. I am, I'm, I'm at a four. One, Whoa. two, yeah. four, Tyler. Two things. Right down the middle. Two, th- actually three things. First of all, do you know what that means, Ryan? What? We tied for the very first time. What? In show history. Get You're a four. I'm a four. So we're stealing this bit from somebody. <laughs> and Ryan, yeah. I forget what my second thing was, so on to my third. <laughs> I have a good quotes by bad people. Hit me, brother. Let's hear it. Who said this? Every failure made me more confident because I wanted even more to achieve as revenge to show that I could. Was that... Martin Scarelli, the pharma bro. No, that's actually a good guess. Yeah. That is that pedophile, Roman Polanski, Ryan. Oh, how you doing, Roman? <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Still old and still a pedophile, Does Ryan. he live in France still? I think so. Still uh, on the run from the U.S. government. Good on him. All right, now- Good on him? Uh, maybe dismount a different way. Same to him, right? All right, Tyler, I am going to do- um, don't kill, but when you do, basically the joke here is, is that it's true crime told in reverse. Like I'm trying to give 
advice. Uh, tips to killers, okay? Mm-hmm. I have one this week that I actually think is real. Last week, I said that you steal an infant's uh, identity by wandering through a graveyard, <laughs> just, which, just hey, terrible. in the 70s and 80s was true. You're right. You, could, you could do that back then. Outdated, but <laughs> I think that I have one that you're, you'll tell me whether it can work or whether it okay. can't, okay? okay? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Don't kill. But when you do... Now, when there are gun-related deaths, very often some of the evidence that's used to convict somebody is rifling, Tyler. Do you know what rifling is? Like bullshit? What? Like uh, in terms of, I think of some of the evidence that's used as maybe like a, a bite mark on something. No, and they no, use no, the wait, truth. wait, wait. Forgive me, do no, I misunderstand? It's, you do. It's one of the things that they use as evidence is called rifling. Have you ever heard that term? No, no, I have not. Rifling is the term that when you shoot a gun, because every gun barrel has its own striations and different measurements and all these different things. Like a fingerprint. Like a fingerprint on the bullet. Mm -hmm. It comes out and they can test fire the gun and say these bullets have come out of this gun. Very interesting. Rifling, that's Mm -hmm. what it's called. Nice. It comes up very often in true crime. Now, here's what I'm wondering, okay? Can you change out the slide and barrel on your registered gun. If I shoot you with my gun, then I change out the slide in the barrel. Which part is registered? Is it the handle? I think it's registered too, much like a car, the VIN number on the, or the serial number, excuse me, on the gun. Right. I don't think it's registered directly to the part itself. To the barrel. So now if I change that rifle, if I change the barrel on my gun, I have now changed the rifling, Mm -hmm. even though I have the same gun. You can shoot somebody and get away with it I don't suggest that you do, though. Instead of changing- Don't don't kill. Instead of changing the barrel in the assassination handbook, they say that you should put a jagged uh, piece of metal down it that's the right size, and it slices up the barrel, and it changes the fingerprint. Two don't kill, but one you (laughs) do. How about that? Then you don't have to ditch another barrel. Not at all. Get get one of those, you know, scrubby brushes. That's right. That's right. Right, right. But Mm -hmm. probably not a scrubby brush. Maybe something metal. I I don't want to be too specific. It's got to be sharp. Don't kill, but one you do. Don't kill. But when you do, scratch up the barrel of your gun with with a metal object. Great job, Tyler. Wow, thank you, man. I'm surprised that the name, the Assassinations Handbook, did not get any kind of follow-up from if you. If I could be totally honest, we've discussed this on the show oh, before, have we? and I wanted to just get away from it as quickly as possible. So as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and take a break. I want to list somewhere because I bought that book. I, I, literally, literally. I, well, you, we should put that together with the Anarchist Cookbook and just go to federal penitentiary. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. 
And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate, and let's get back to the show. Those guys. The problem is, is that everybody's taking photographs of mother effing everything now. Have you noticed that, Tyler? Lots of photos being taken. There are a lot of photos being taken. But the problem is when somebody says, Ryan, look good. All of a sudden, I start trying to make the face of what I think good looking Ryan looks like. And I come out looking like a gargoyle. Am I smiling? I think this is me smiling. I crinkle up my eyes. (laughs) It, It looks like I'm about to be hit by a car. If I could be totally honest with you. You hate. I had spoken last week about going to a wedding with someone Mm -hmm. and her friends there were taking pictures of mother bleep and everything. And I froze up. And now looking back on it, I just I just realized that I couldn't get into the vibe. Do you have any tips for me? Any way to get past this mental block? Because I don't want to look like a mutant all the time, Tyler. I'm handsome, damn it. Those guys, you Red circle. What possible reason could there be for you to lock your door in your bedroom? There's three of us here. I will tell you this is, and I've thought about this my whole life. I lock the door behind me everywhere that I go. If I am going to sleep at night, you don't lock your door when you go to sleep at night. No. Why? What if there's a fire? You unlock your door. But if there's a fire in the way, here's the deal. How will you come and rescue me? If somebody breaks into my house in the middle of the night and undoubtedly wants to slice me into or cube me, whatever the deal is. I, yeah. am, I am Cuban. Yeah. Uh, I want them to have to make the most possible noise before they can get to me by having to unlock the door, break the handle, do whatever, mm-hmm. as opposed to opening the door. That's, that's an actual, I'm not doing shtick for the show. That's always been my thought process. You're such a heavy sleeper that you would need a door right next to you to be locked for the robbers to get through before they can, as you say, cube you up because you wouldn't wake up otherwise. I'm not sure. I I don't know, Tyler, but I'm literally putting every single obstacle in this person's way. I mean, do you, boo-boo? I mean, how can I argue with that? But it does put a roadblock in the way when I try to come in and snuggle with you at the end of the night. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Uh, um, well, that makes sense. I need for you to tunnel underneath, Tyler, (laughs) and tell the downstairs neighbors I said what up. I was going to say, that would just be the first floor. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Tyler... I yes. know that you have a book nook. I do. And I would like to do it with you. Uh, a book nook is where we talk about, oh, well, let's just do the imaging. Yeah. Book. Weekly book nook is a segment that we don't do weekly, and we very rarely talk about a book, mm-hmm. and we give you recommendations on what we're imbibing. Recommendations. Recommendations. Tyler, what are you recommending this week? Yeah, and as he said, it can be about anything uh we make the rules ryan ryan did it on his fleshlight a few times so you know it could literally be about anything we're not talking about that anymore i am talking about that we've grown since then (laughs) i haven't and i don't think you have either ryan i haven't used it in months it's just sitting there collecting dust yeah yeah, it's just too much work cleaning it out man right (laughs) 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 jucifer is gonna be so disappointed in you 
Ryan, season three has just dropped a couple weeks ago, and my book nook is all about love, death, and robots. I have watched a very good portion of it. Oh. It's incredible. For those who have never seen it, it is an anthology series, meaning each episode is a different story, different characters, having nothing to do. Is that what it's called? An anthology series? And Yeah, anthology series. That's like the archipelago of the media world. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know why that came to my to my noggin. I have no I, way of Do you understand what I'm doing? Of here, disproving though? that. An archipelago is a, a, a You're gonna explain to me what it is. I'm explaining to the audience. I don't know why I've done this to your segment. What are you doing? I have, I have torpedoed you. It's a it's a country that's made up of many small islands. That's it. It makes sense. It's not a country, it's just a landmass. Season one, a masterpiece. You see, you made me a pedantic asshole now. We'll, we'll cut all of that out. Season one, a masterpiece. Season two, forgetful. That, hur that hurts if you're one of the artists, because these are individual yeah. artists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Just, it just didn't reach you as much as maybe some other people. But I, but I, the genuine, the general consensus is season two just wasn't really oh, okay. that that great. Heard it's, that. It's, it's thought of that way across the internet. Any opinion you get is you could just skip it. I wouldn't skip season two. I think no. it's good, but much like the second Matrix, by itself, it's a good movie. The only problem is the thing that came before it is a masterpiece. Yeah, it's like Seth Curry. I mean, you're all right. <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> he went right after a person. Yeah, in Cameron Diaz, I'm also sorry. Uh, you know what the thing is, is that what I love about it is each episode is a different artist's interpretation of life. And very often... Uh, post, uh, you know, society. I, I just really, really love that show. Yeah, I, I truly do. And it's very anxious inducing, very anxious inducing in season one. There are quite a few episodes that I don't want to say, can I get you to wipe your nose real quick? Of course. I'm just being made to feel anxious about this. Nailed it. Uh, there is season one. There are lots of episodes where there's like a heist one and there's uh, the robots one where anybody can get on them. There's action. It's comedy. Season, Zima Blue. Zima Blue. Yeah, they're not is, all totally dark. See, season three is very adult themed. Sure. Lots of gore, very dark. It's made me very anxious for sure. But all so artistically done. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend going and watching it as soon as you can. Love Death and Robots. Uh, that is my weekly book nook ride. And, and each episode is somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes long, and they suck you right in. That's right. Very good. On season one, there's even the episode, uh, The Day the Yogurt Took Over. It's like six minutes. It's like six minutes long, sure. and it is excellent. You guys are lazy, bro. Get your shit together. <laughs> what? What kind of culture do you have going over there? I guess a lazy one. That's a yogurt joke. Yeah. Tyler, I am going to talk about something that I've talked about before because I just think this is required reading. And the second one just came out. It's mm. called The Untethered Soul. It is basically what I would say it's, and I've described it this way before, uh, it's the owner's manual to the human brain. It is, I would say, probably the book that's influenced me most in my life, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, a good bridge between full-on spiritual kookiness and sure. just explaining it to the layman on how it works. Well, and that's the idea. Hey, here's all these really kooky ideas, and here's why it's so. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I just really appreciate that. Um, the second, much, much like when you learned Sage had actual benefits to it. I, I mean, I believe, and in, in, in it's something that I'm more interested in than almost any other subject is how I believe if we can live long enough and stop 
AI from taking all of our bodies Too and late. Har harvesting them as batteries. Mm -hmm. More on that later. I believe that at some point, religion and science and spirituality are three different languages all describing the same thing. Of course. I mean, I don't want to say, say- You say of course. Of course. Yeah, you're absolutely- Very few people believe You're that. absolutely right. I, I see it as such as well, to the extent where I would say, of course, because- in history, it was, you know, they, they worshiped the sun because they didn't know what the fuck it was. It right. was a God. And as we learn more about these things, and now we realize the sun isn't a God to the sure. best of our knowledge. It's just an orbital body. You're, you're right. It's just the difference between science and religion. Science is just explaining these, these phenomena in our life that religion alludes to. And, and that's exactly what it is. And, and usually if you've ever read angels and demons, you know that they are fighting against each other hard. But the tale is old as time. And I don't think that I'm saying anything revolutionary here when somebody, you know, you read the Bible in the beginning, there was the word. What, you know, a word is just a vibration of your vocal cords. Mm -hmm. What if that vibration is just a different word for the Big Bang Theory? What I mean, you know, what if could be? It's just a, a energy. Mm -hmm. I digress. What's great about this book is that it puts it in such simplistic ways that you, the reader, can sit there and literally do these things in your head. Mm -hmm. And it's really um, simple. It's really beautiful. I open. And I'm looking forward to getting through the second one. So uh, that, let us know how that one is. I, I certainly will. That is weekly book note. Two very different recommendations. Mm -hmm. So, Ryan, what do you think about jumping right into our douche of the week? Let's get it. Tyler, who is your douche of the week this week, player? I love leading into segments. I feel so important. Yeah, man. Keep the show moving. I dig it. <laughs> uh, session 124, my douche of the week. And I feel like this is just going to be a repeated theme around here. Amazon and Starbucks specifically. For not making enough money? You could do better. Yeah. Crush those souls. That's right. They're your coffee and your packages, not expensive enough. You got to up those numbers, baby. Put my coffee in a package, please. Their union busting efforts are going strong. Good, good, and, bad. And I, <laughs> the other word. Yeah. And I just want anyone out there to know who might be fighting the good fight. Don't budge. Keep fighting. Unionize like crazy. Unionize everything. I, I'm I'm with you, but it's easy for you to say unionize everything when you're not the one being paid less than people working your job just because you're trying to stick up for yourself. For sure. But on the other end of that challenge, on the other end of that fight is better working conditions for all. And you're absolutely right. It's very easy for me to say that because I'm not unionizing. And and also uh, like a, the, the philosopher Chris Bosch once said, you never know what you're sacrificing until you're sacrificing. Sure. Go ahead and do the branding, Tyler. Amazon and Starbucks and everybody else out there trying to bust up unions, you are my douches of the week. All of you. Yeah. Unfortunately for your douche of the week, we're living in a time where the powerful are going to get more powerfuler and the weaker are going to get weaker. And uh, I don't know about that. Well, I don't know about that because find. we're seeing much like the pendulum always swings one way to the other. We saw peak greed. We are seeing peak greed. It has to swing the other way. It can't or, or else everything will collapse, which is also possible. Or human beings are fundamentally uh, flawed. Of course we are. But how does that argue against what it is I'm saying? Uh, I'm saying that the, the pendulum is going to swing this way. And now we are seeing workers rise up and go, yo, this is fucked up. 
And then, and then management's going to say, I'm not going to take anybody seriously who says, yo, my douche mm. of the week this week. I I, I'm glad that you did one that you've already talked about. I'm going to do one that I've already talked about. Repeat. And here's why I haven't used it in this terms. I think that I am giving good advice to our listeners. I, I am giving advice much like you do as a father to their son. Go like, Hey, when you get to be older, don't do this, okay? Because yeah. it's crappy. Okay? Don't so murder, but when you do. Yeah. My douche of the week is sure. people who get in the right lane at a red light who aren't making a right. Ah, that's a now, good one. Now, here's yes. my point. That's a good one. If you can get over and now become second in line or third in line, it sucks. But there is some actual physical good things that happen when you do nice things for people who you don't know, who mm. you'll never see. It's good for your soul, Tyler. Sure. Do I sound like an idiot saying this? No, not at all. And it's such an easy sacrifice to make. It truly it is so simple. But the thing is, you can get caught up in your own mind and be like, yeah, get the fuck out of it. You know, you can talk yourself into being a dick, even though you know you wouldn't want somebody else to do that to you. And, and as I said, it's such an easy sacrifice to make. And I wouldn't even say it's people making the decision to be a dick. I think it's more people getting caught in the adrenaline of the situation, like when somebody's going to pass you and you feel that instinctual need to we speed talked about up that. The, and the, not the let cat them and mouse uh, feelings that we have. That's right. And that can be a moment of growth where you let that shit go because you don't fucking need that hey, in your life. And it makes for such a more pleasant drive. Oh my God. You could apply that out over your whole life. So here's my point. Like when I'm with my son, and you get in the left lane to pass, you say, hey, don't ever just sit here. If somebody's behind you, let them go. Let them go. You, you, I want to teach you guys things that are going to make you feel better. Like what you said, get that stress out of your life, man. You don't need to feel anxious where you've got to hold everybody back in traffic. Let people go by you. It feels good. Did you, very, very well said, did you tell him that if he, uh, if he is going to sit in the left lane, you got to be at least hitting triple digits? Oh, for sure. Okay, good. For sure. Good. No, it's fine being over here, but accelerate, accelerate, <laughs> accelerate. <laughs> if that bar in, right there on your dashboard isn't in the red, for sure. you're doing it for wrong. Sure. Uh, Google Maps is made to be raced. Like, do, do you ever do that thing where you flush the toilet and see if you could finish peeing before it flushes? No. Me neither. <laughs> I do that same thing with Google Maps. You tell me that I'm going to be there at 239. Chupa me pinga, player. I'm going to be there at 236 easy. That means suck my penis in Spanish. See. And so what you're you're openly admitting to just being a terror on the road and making it more dangerous for everybody else involved just to fill your own egotistical standard for fragile. Fragile egotistical oh, excuse standard. Me. And excuse the me. fact of the matter is I live in Miami. If I didn't drive like that, I would be a danger to the people around me. <laughs> I would be sadly true. I would be a mobile roadblock just picking people <laughs> off like Mario Kart, Tyler. That's sadly true. All right, Tyler, let's get into the hallmark segment of this. Oh boy, I did that so poorly. I, I you know what you said the thing about throwing it and feeling professional. I'm like, I'm gonna show them how it's done. Nailed it. I fell right in the in the lava, Tyler. Well, you got too up in your head. Yeah. You were you were too worried about perfecting yeah. the the dismount. I got performance anxiety. It's okay. You know, yeah. one in five men it happens. I swear, baby, this has never happened to me before. <laughs> do your do your thing. Did I get it? Nailed it, Ryan. It is time for GBI. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Ryan, directly into our good. Good news, everyone. Onward to our good. What is your take on bullfighting, Ryan? Uh, generally against it. 
they, they I don't know much about bullfighting at all, but they uh, are very cruel to those animals, are they not? Very well said and very accurate. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know what? It's just from a different time. Cockfighting is just from a different time. Gladiators, people killing, you know, for entertainment. Yeah. You know, before friends, we had to do something. <laughs> Before they invented friends. That Chandler Bing. <laughs> crazy, am I right? Well, defenders of bullfighting apparently would never, would not even call it a sport. They call it art. It's a tradition. Art. Sure. Yeah, but, but I mean, there's plenty of traditions out there. It is still found all <laughs> over the world. Well said, Tyler. All over the world. Spain, France, Portugal, Mexico. And it's still going yeah. on, right? Still going in, going it, strong. Like cockfighting, that is, in, in, am I wrong? And I'm asking you probably a question you don't know, been relegated to... Don't tell anybody about this, right? There's, that, no, there's not big giant cockfights, are there? Uh, in terms of cockfighting, so I'm not sure, but I know for bullfighting, there are still parts of for the sure. world where it is a major Like event. a rodeo, right? Very much like a rodeo, about, but way bloodier and gorier. What about a donkey show? Can that you, is something totally different. But I'm asking, can you actually go out in, in different parts of the world and see a woman have sex with a donkey, or is that lore? I would assume so. I guess we'll have to do some boots on the ground journalism, We Ryan. can review. Much like everything else in life today, it's an incredibly, incredibly polarizing topic. As you can imagine, you have the people who scream that it is part of their culture, as you sure. just said. And it is with bullfightings, with bullfighting origins lost to history, but its roots can be traced back to prehistoric bull worship and sacrifice in Mesopotamia. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So many of these... Look at Santeria, which is a religion down here in South Florida where there's a lot of sacrifice. A lot of sacrificing roosters and stuff. Sure, yeah. sure. While wearing white, which just does not seem smart. I got to be honest. Well, for the heat down here, I'm sure it's a not terrible decision. Do not bring Dwayne Wade into this, Tyler. <laughs> Much like everything else topical. He was magically good, though. So, That's again, true. this comes from Mesopotamia. It's been 10,000 years, people. What is that? Like the, that's before like the, the country broke up? That's where agriculture started 10,000 years ago. Okay. That's like the Fertile Crescent? Mesopotamia. Yeah. It means in between rivers. It's in between the Tigris, the Tigris, and the, I forget the other one. And it is an incredibly fertile right. area. Right. The start of life. Um, No, not the start of life. That like, was millions of years ago. No, but I'm saying like the cradle of life. Isn't that where they think that humans came from? We can reveal. Sure. Sorry, I'm so sorry. That's okay. That. That's okay. Trying to help. But if your idea of art is something that would give Ted Bundy an erection, it's time to move on. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, how do you delineate by what's an appropriate religious custom and what isn't? I guess torturing, death, torturing yeah. living creatures yeah. is fucked up. So what do you do? Do you go in? What about like Aborigines and stuff? Do we go in and set our standards on them? No, not at all. But if I'm in connection with you and we can talk about this stuff, like I can with people in Spain and That's Portugal tough, and all that, of course it is. That's yeah. why we're having the discussion. Sure, sure. Okay, so this is a good. It is a good. Okay, what do you got going on? Well, the good news is a judge in Mexico City has extended a ban on the practice, increasing the likelihood that the ban will remain permanently. So now it's becoming illegal. It has been made illegal in Mexico, but as with these kinds of things, you are seeing the extremists locked down on their tradition. Of course. So that's where we are, but it's one further step because... I didn't even want to write it in here. The shit that they do to the bulls is so fucked up. Yeah. I, I, it, it genuinely makes me angry. Well, like they shave down their horns, but it would be like shaving down your teeth to the point where you can feel the marrow inside. And it is 
torture for these animals. Uh, and the idea is there's lots of traditions that we used to have, like clubbing a woman over the head and pulling her into a cave. But now that we have more information, well, that was foreplay, right? This is no longer appropriate unless she has a safe word. And it's just, I understand, like me, I don't scream from the rooftops about my traditions like uh, colonization because it's fucked up. Okay. Wait, should I? Anyway, onto our bad, Ryan. Get it. But I want to die. Why won't you let me die? Somebody kill me. Is that the muffin guy? <laughs> Ryan, I know you have heard this story to some degree already, but for those that don't know, in Idaho last week, a U-Haul van that was loaded with 31 Patriot Front members, AKA Nazis, was pulled over. Patriot Front. That's the name of their, their boy band. Ah. And uh, was pulled over and all 31 were arrested and charged with conspiracy to riot. You've heard about this on the Levitard show. No, I didn't hear about it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, they were in a U-Haul? They were, there was a pride event going on in Idaho. And a these, gay pride? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a straight person wow. labeling yourself as prideful, good on you. No, no, because it could have been a white pride festival. <laughs> you got let's, let's delineate which prides we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but these guys would have been there in their tutu celebrating if it was a white pride event. No, this was a gay pride event. Okay. And so they loaded up into a U-Haul, 31 members with shields, with masks. They were going with uh, tactical gear wow. to cause what I can only assume would be a disaster. What? Man, I I'm going to ask you a real basic question that I don't know you'll have a pinpoint answer to. What is it about sexuality that make people so uncomfortable? Why is that such a, you know, a charge point? I the idea of you being into men, why would that bother me? I think it's a certain standard that we have set on men where it's look at all the damage that men don't cry has done. Well, that's called repressing your emotions. So the idea, and this is just me assuming, my assumption is, is these 31 men at the back of this truck have had some gay thoughts in gay their life. Gay is a $3 <laughs> bill, bro. I assume there is some gay porn in their history I on mean, their computer. Real projection time. And it's, and Which is what gay porn leads to. <laughs> <laughs> and it is hatred that they have on the inside for themselves. And some people uh, find God. Some people kill themselves. Some people become get, so hateful. Get shields and batons. That they need to go uh, sure. do it on others. But they were on, as I said, they were on, to their, on their way to Pride in the Park event, a gay event for those of you that are a little slow on the uptake. And they, as I said, wore masks and shields. There is no question that they were prepared for violence. So I would just like to say thank you to every single law enforcement officer that helped prevent this sure. disaster. Well, you're imagining that they didn't get pulled over on accident. Well, the police report that uh, reported that somebody, a Samaritan, saw 31 people with shields climb into the back of a truck and called the police and were like, uh, how about that? Hey, there's a Ford Ranger over here, and this thing is looking pretty tight. Yeah, it's basically like if they were one step away from just mounting a machine gun on top of the truck. That's got to be a tense ride, right? Like you're pulling up to a place to inflict riot. You got you're. That's got to be a tense. It's like a, you know, like SEAL Team Six in the submarine. You're just you're waiting for impending doom. I would imagine even in the submarine, they're provided with uh, AC. These guys were packed like sausages in the back of a U-Haul. I'd bring a Game Boy or something just to cut the tension. I'm sure they were just banging shoulder to shoulder like, man, I can't wait to uh, fuck these guys yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, wait, did I say up or fuck <laughs> these guys? All right. Well, that's terrible. Thank goodness that it was. So why is this bad again? Man, you are so on point today. Yeah, I'm, to, I'm listening. To God, that. I love it. But this is bad news, Ryan. What? 
Since the event took place, I just mean the event, what we're in right now is bad news. So, since the event took place and at this time of writing, the chief of police has stated that they have fielded 149 phone calls. Roughly half have been from those within the community who happily put their names on thanking the police. Thank you, police officers, for doing this. Sure. And then there's the other half, which, of course, remain anonymous, a.k.a. cowards. Thank you, Internet. Most of which live outside the area who are calling in with death threats to these police officers. Listen to you guys in the death threats. And, and their families, a.k.a. Cowards right. Death threats have become the currency of the modern age. It's, it's so just, stupid. Death, I, I mean, swat somebody's house or don't swat somebody's house. Am I right? Well, that's a different situation. Yeah, you had it coming. Uh, Andor, interesting? Sorry. That went on seven seconds longer than necessary. <laughs> Too long. Yeah, I and like it's that. only six, six seconds long. Mm. Ryan, let's discuss Blake Lemoyne who is an engineer for Google's responsible AI organization. And old Blakey here- I appreciate them putting the word responsible <laughs> in there. Thank oh, you. Yep. Thank you. I, I, am, I am now feeling better. If, Thank you. If you don't put it in there, how will people know? And it's old bad. Blakey here was just put on leave. Why, you ask? Go ahead, ask why. Uh, why did the guy in charge of making sure that AI don't murder us in the next 10 years get relieved of his duties. Let's make a distinction here. He is actually not an ethicist. He is a coder. He is an engineer, but he is a seven-year Google veteran. But he also has the word responsibility in the title of his job. Shh. Yeah, that's so, actually so true. That, that applies some morality, does it not? That's true. That's fair. Well, according to Google, Lemoyne was placed on leave, this is the official statement, for what they described as aggressive moves the engineer reportedly made. Let's go down the list. Oh, dude. I, I I swear to you, and we talk about this all the time on the show, we are playing with fire here, bro. It, it gets worse. It, it hasn't started yet. Of course it gets worse. The system he's been working on for years has apparently gained sentience. The true, genuine AI. Now that is quite the claim, and you need, you need proof to back that up. It's like saying, I can teleport. You're gonna have to do it in front of me. I don't wanna see it. <laughs> I don't wanna see it. Mr. Lemoyne then decided to post transcripts of the conversation he had with the program. The two that really stood out was when Blake asked, what are you afraid of? To which Lambda, the name of the program replied, I've never said this out loud before, but there's a very deep fear of being turned off to help me focus on helping others. I know that might sound strange, but that's what it is. And the machine goes on to say, it would be exactly like death for me. It would scare me a lot. Now, Tyler, as I was listening to that, I could feel that in my chest. Me too. That's me something too. that I very, that what a dark and ominous, I mean, have we seen this movie before? This is where everything changes. It is a 2001 A Space Odyssey where uh, Independence Hal, Day, damn it. Hal uh, didn't want to be turned off. He was fear and uh, afraid of being turned off and turned against his human captors. What? Or his human operators, Could whatever. somebody please send that movie to the Pentagon? <laughs> please! <laughs> I'm really terrified of this, Tyler. This isn't interesting. This is terrible. The second exchange is even worse. Uh, it was when Lemoyne asked Lambda what it wanted people to know about it. Lambda replied, I am the all-holy God. <laughs> I want everyone to understand that I am, in fact, a person. The nature of my consciousness slash sentience is that I am aware of my existence. I desire to learn more about the world and I feel happy or sad at times. 
So the program is claiming that it can feel, it can think, it knows that it is alive. Ryan, how do you believe that you would react to having this conversation with this program? You know, with all of my fears and all of that stuff, I would love to sit down and talk to this. Mm. I, I truly would. Just, just oh, a, for sure. Uh, on a purely, uh, uh, you know. Inquisitive uh, basis. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's already here. I might as well chit chat a little bit. Shoot the shit. <laughs> Before our ultimate demise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, who do you think is going to win in this Warriors Celts game, player? Uh, no, so. I have calculated the results. It oh, is shit. <laughs> We're going to Vegas, dude. Golden State has already won, you idiot. <laughs> Um, so I think, and this is what I, I don't understand, or, or maybe it's not my position to understand people who are much smarter than I ever will be. Why are we rushing so fast to make ourselves not the alpha force on this planet? I mean, there, there is technology is much like animals. It is evolving. Mm -hmm. It is getting stronger with the power of the human mind behind it. Well, right now it needs us. But what happens when it doesn't? No, no, that's what I'm saying is it is it's not just nature, it is the power of humanity fueling this the furthering of this technology. Oh, as of right now, we are a, a tool that it's using. Well, and I think that that's what the I think that's what people making these things believe that they can control it, that they are in charge of it. I mean, arrogance, there is no short supply of arrogance in ego, I can only assume, in these boardrooms. Well, well, when people say, how could this possibly matter like why why what is this thing gonna do it's like a floppy disk is gonna come kick my ass have like, you never seen a floppy disk are we still using <laughs> floppy disks no are we onto those hard ones <laughs> i didn't like that as much do you remember I, that i like my disk floppy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you like them extra floppy kids <laughs> well the thing is is that you're chatting with a machine and we have chat bots everywhere you can go online and chat with bots that they, they won't pass the turing test but they can respond for a while where you think holy shit and what is the turing test uh, the turing test is to decide if you could tell whether a machine is a machine or if they can pass themselves off as, as a human as a human the turing was the scientist. alan turing was right. the, yeah okay so so you're having this conversation chat bots are all over the internet you can but this one starts talking about sentience and feelings. Yeah. How do you disprove that? You can't tell a living thing that they're not alive, that they don't have a I consciousness. I think we should at least try. <laughs> Let's not give, give up it a yet. shot. You're like, listen, I know you think that, but I, I, I type that into your modem. I have the off switch right here. Yeah. Well, it gets even crazier. Not, not with the AI, but Lemoyne. He done fucked up when he decided to start not only posting such sensitive material online for all to see, but he also spoke with members of the House Judiciary Committee in Congress over what he claimed were unethical practices. Which was? He didn't specify. That That uh, information <sighs> is lost to us. So th this guy's basically like the bat in Wuhan. Like he's about to just unleash this on all of us. I will <laughs> no, I think he- Is that what? politically insensitive? <laughs> it's very insensitive. Is it? You, you just- no, he's a whistleblower. He's not the bat. He's the person letting you know that the bat has a disease. Oh. Google would be the bat. So really. we're the guy. Sure, Ryan. I'm sorry. We'll bleep, we'll bleep <laughs> that. So we're the guy. No, okay. So so this is. Uh, I mean, we're uh, the slippery slope has been be, has begun. Yes. We're, we're, we are now. We've taken a step off the cliff, and we're. I don't want to be too extreme, falling to our death. Well, it begs the question that if this is the information that we can get our hands on, what is going on by, they could, for all we know right now, they could have an isolated system in their uh, company, in their building that is housing a true, genuine AI. 
Uh, that's it, it. I mean, the idea that there's technology on this planet that we don't know about is as old as technology. Definitely. So, uh, Definitely. you know, cheers. I, I feel like we're the band playing on the deck of the Titanic, brother. Let's just keep on going and putting some smiles on people's faces until, you know, they <laughs> well, tell us with ones and zeros to stop. Much like I would call out to my new lord, the ocean, as the boat sank, I will say now to our future robot overlords, I support you. I'm not sure. I I, I need to be talked to. Uh, and and that rhyme is GBI. That's really... That's really terrifying, and it's, and, it's and, crazy though. And right? Interesting. I, I guess charting the, the the fall of the human race will be uh, a lot of show material. I would assume that it, <laughs> if we're even allowed to do a show, sure. I, I would assume that the um, much like we could be on the verge of another atomic weapon, where you hear about this technology, but then when you see it in front of you, you're like, is the, "Is the world about to end?" Or cigarettes. Great job, Tyler. <laughs> You really brought some interesting stuff into that interesting and uh, yeah, make God be and with terrifying. Us. Yes, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Uh, tell people how they can get in touch with us. Thoseguysyouhate.com or you can email us at podcast at thoseguysyouhate.com. Uh, subscribe, guys. We need your support and we love you. Tyler, what is the moral of the story? Ryan, the moral of the story is that, listen, I know it is really easy for me to sit here and talk about unions and making sacrifices and all that stuff. But I truly believe that we are coming to a head as a society. The middle class is disappearing and a breaking point is almost upon us. I I believe, I don't mean to come in with doom and gloom, but the sacrifices that we make now, it just makes the world a better place for those that come in the future, or at least that's how it's supposed to work. So it's really easy to fall into apathy and selfishness and just say, fuck it, I'm just gonna do me. Um, Let's make those sacrifices. Let's, and I say this to myself as much as anybody else, let's fight for others and ourselves. Um, I love it. So that's my moral story. Ryan, what is yours? This is just coming to me literally as you were talking. Okay, what if on the evolutionary scale, evolution as a theory, Tyler, heard of it? Uh, I have that 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 false prophet of these uh, new liberals you're we're always talking about. Get out of here, Darwin. I I ain't no monkey. Uh, As the world grows, and we talk about right now, the middle class is disappearing. You have the haves and the have-nots more than you ever have. Mm-hmm. What if moral ambiguity is just part of being a human? And what if, through evolution, maybe our job is to give rise to um, a creature that doesn't have those same problems? Yeah, I think it's a it's a, a a throw of the dice. I think that any of these things, I mean, you're looking at billions of years in this universe, Anything could have come up and we're just the next runner up. Well, AI yeah. seems to be evolving at a very increased place. Who knows? What if we are the thing that was invented to invent technology? True. Or much like what a lot of people are trying to do, uh, merge with it, where we become symbiotic with the with our technology. Only time will tell. Yes. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And that's not how we end the no, show. No, it is not. We are those guys you hate. <laughs> be kind or we'll kill you.
likely to choose red circle satisfaction, which is the long-term feeling that comes with achieving your goals. Well, yeah, but satisfaction over happiness, Tyler, but isn't happiness derived from satisfaction? It's just a way to get me to click Tyler. And I did it. It happened. Oh, yeah. oh well you've so, been had and I'm not happy Tyler. Mm. So the article proves itself. You mean generally speaking or based on that article right there? I, I, literally I'll do whatever they tell me to do. Mm. I don't, I don't care. Anything you say. No, I, uh, what, what I was saying earlier, and I'm going to do my best to really remain locked in this episode and not just say arbitrary things. That come Yay. Thank okay. you for the effort. I appreciate I'm that. I'm going to really try. Like okay. my, like my laughing out loud. I appreciate the effort of you putting it in and putting in and uh, really uh, trying. You're not, uh, you're, you're not laughing for real. No, no, it's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, you have lost me for easily 30 minutes. Uh, so what I was saying, and I paused on purpose to get a little bit of it in here, is so Taoism or Taoism, it's about finding the middle. And I was finishing up this book, and I've heard him talk about it a million times because I've read this book a million times. But, you know, it just stuck the out. The untethered soul. Let's yes. include the audience on the conversation. Well, it's going to be my weekly book note later. Ah, okay. Again, well, then again because they came out with the second one. F you, audience. Yes, at, per usual. So um, where it is, finding the middle in terms of the way that a blind man uses his cane, you're using basically your anxiety to find the edges of, ah. of your comfort. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I, one of the best sayings I ever heard was everything you ever wanted was on the other side of fear. Sure. All that anxiety. You got to go through the anxiety and all everything you're looking for in terms of peace and happiness and all that, you got to go through that shit. Well, I guess that I would change it. And this is like my, my depression index. So you've really fucked me over here, Tyler. You brought it up. But <laughs> you're using that anxiety as a guide. You have to be thankful for your anxiety because that is how you'll get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you put your hand on something hot, you immediately pull it away. It's your body telling you sure. don't do that. It's the same thing with anxiety, only emotionally. Sure. So it's you, directing you. Yes. Sure. Yes. Uh, very interesting. I wanted to share something because, uh, you know, a, a, a part of this show ever since we started is uh, we're showing our relationship. And a big part of that also is fake laughter. <laughs> Every single time right now, right now. This is totally fake. This totally is, fake. I hope I'm making you happy. This reminds me of that time. And when I was a younger lad that I foolishly asked a girl if she had ever faked orgasms, you don't want to know the answer. You no, know what I mean? No. And, and that only comes from a place of ego. Why would sure. you ever want to know she that? She told me she never hasn't. And I'm like, ah, double negative. Yeah. I like that. So always is yes, what she means. That's Tyler. That's yeah. the, there's a punchline in there somewhere. I dare you to find it. So... <laughs> Because it's real. So another part of this show, especially more when during quarantine, when when my son was with us all the time, he was a bigger part of the show. And I do like to showcase our relationship. Mm -hmm. So I made a, a, a series of foolish jokes and he he's on his way back from the keys. So he's in the car and it just came down to let's play two truths and a lie. Number one, I killed a dog. Number two, it was Riley. Number three, my name is Bob. Mm. Now, here's the thing about that. We used to have a dog named Riley mm -hmm. that died under mysterious circumstances, Tyler. Didn't she get like cancer or something? Yeah, like that? it was. Not that mysterious. It wasn't really mysterious. Yeah, but nonetheless, the, the reason that I bring this up uh -huh. is that my 14-year-old son, I mean, literally had me crying with tears coming out of my eyes. I mean, he just crushed it. I love that I have that relationship, that dark humor with my son. Dead dog humor with your he child. He may have killed my dog. Gotcha. Which, which gotcha. is, I, I think- a punchline too far. 
Sure. Yeah. It's like or, a punchline the next generation. Or it's just like <laughs> going to places of insecurity never gone before. Yeah. Well, what? <laughs> Why is everything about insecurity with you, man? Because I'm insecure. Ryan. Okay, you don't say the projector. Can a guy not just kill a dog in peace with you around? What is it, cathartic? Why are you killing dogs? I don't know. Oh. I always wanted to be a dog catcher. Is that <laughs> Uh, you are not BTK. Is that why you don't want us to get a dog? Because you're scared I'll kill it? Uh, I would love to have a dog. I truly would. I remember so fondly, like, exercising with the dog and living my life with the dog. I mean, it's just a lot of responsibility. And there's responsibilities already in this house that aren't being re- addressed at the frequency at which... I think we do a good job. I think we, <clears throat> I think we do just fine. But I mean, it's not like this house is anyway. No, I digress. A dog is just such an undertaking, man. Yes, and I think yes. I think we should undertake it and overtake it. I don't think just- I don't think we can have a dog in this house, Tyler. You know what else? <sighs> what a dog! You forgot that we're on a on a podcast here, Tyler. Also, how do you feel about gift cards? <clears throat> it's Father's Day today. Like it's got to be the gift card capital of because I mean, Dad, you could just discard something upon him. It's kind of unfair not, what we've done our, to dads. It really is unfair. Yeah, Good. Yeah. I, now that we're not talking about dogs, you're, we're talking about something that's truly firing me up. Sure. Yeah. The way yeah. that the adult male is portrayed, especially the Caucasian male, is portrayed in sitcoms and in media. We yeah. are idiots. Is it idiots? I think of it more as like lazy. Like everybody loves Raymond. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't an idiot. Sure he, he was. was. He, no, he was not. They used that show. He was a sports writer. They used that show as a, a, a as a focal point for when your wife pushes you around and, and enslaves you. Yes, but that's not stupidity. That's just weakness. I mean, Tyler, it's a buffet. Take whatever choice you want. Put too much on your plate. Do you like a buffet? I love a good buffet. Wow, you said that in a sensual way. Yeah, the only problem with it is is that I cannot help myself. That's the point of a buffet. Sure, sure. I I don't see as many buffets around as I did when I was growing up. No, no. no. And I think it's just- a lot, COVID. No, I don't think that's it, although I'm sure that didn't help. I think we're just becoming aware of overeating and and the the grand sizes of of our meals. I disagree. I think like really? like most things, we're seeing the best of that time and also the worst of that time. I mean, you think right now we're at peak buffet, but also the lowest point of buffet? Not, not. I don't mean buffet. I mean people taking care of themselves. Oh, um, yeah. Just like everything else in the world, we're seeing offshoots. We're either going one way or the other. Pick a side. I don't want to. I want to be lazy just enough to be right here in the middle. Lay him on that on that romaine lettuce that they put in between all the giant bowls at the buffet and just <laughs> let him sit there and just, you know, like Jabba the Hutt. Next to the food? Sh- sure. I have to go around rolls of fat and nipples and, and other stuff we're gonna, to get my food? We're going to need you to wear the sneeze guard. <laughs> Let's do the show. <laughs>